welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back. Spiritual first aid. What do you do? What do you do when someone presents themselves to you and they are in spiritual agony? I mean, and they're just there and their heart, figuratively speaking, is bleeding all over the place. And you're there. And by the way, you're Jesus for that person. If you belong to the Lord... He's got to work through you. And there's an opportunity. A very rare opportunity. It may not come again. A lot of times, people mess up those opportunities. And that person takes a long time to get over that. So, let me uh, throw the caveat in there from this perspective. What do I know about first aid? Well... So, I've been in Scouts forever. Yes, I'm an Eagle Scout. But I also taught first aid for the American Red Cross for a short period of time, about three years, I think. And I had great experience. and taught adults and kids. And, and it was fantastic experience for me. No, they're not sponsoring this podcast. No, there's nobody paying me to say that. But, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Spiritual first aid is a little different. Uh, but, let me run this scenario to you. And if you are squeamish, I'm just warning you. I'm fixing to mention a few things that happened in an event that I had first aid. That I administered to somebody. And... Uh, And it's going to sound a little gross. So if you get grossed out, then you might want to just, I don't know, bump down the road. And I say that just to let you know the kind of of, uh, parallels, okay? So what happened was there was a group of boys playing basketball in a pavilion. The pavilion was uh, set up for basketball. had two basketballs, uh, full courts kind of situation the floor was concrete and it was covered with metal I had a metal roof way up there and metal pylons okay I mean look like it could take a howitzer shell it was pretty pretty big it had I-beams okay holding up the roof and if you know what an I-beam is it's thick metal Uh, in the shape of an eye that's really pretty tough. Anyhow, so I was watching the boys. The boys were playing playing, uh, basketball. And this one kiddo uh, slid across the floor trying to get the ball to keep it from going out of bounds. And when that happened, he hit the metal pylon with his bare shin. And it split his shin open all the way to the bone. 
and uh, causing you know quite a bit of agony. Situation is, I you know went to the kiddo. Um, they got the first aid kit, cleaned the wound. Uh, oddly enough, wasn't a lot of. Anyway, I, it was just it was there. You could see the bone. All right. See, anyway, the thing is, was packing it down, and uh, the boys were all around. You know, and this kid was very upset, and I was trying to calm him down. And he was saying, "Man, am I going to be alright? Am I going to be alright?" And all the kids around him were going, "Wow, man, that looks horrible! Oh, wow, man, that's horrible!" Oh, 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 oh. And I'm like, "Would you please be quiet and leave him alone? Just give him some room. Leave him alone." I said, you, "Look, it's going to be okay." I said, and "We had the ambulance come in. Somebody called nine one one. Ambulance came. They got the kiddo." You know, the wound was packed, it was clean as much as could, and then the, then the experts came, EMTs came, picked the kiddo up, put it in an ambulance, and then boom, off they goes. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be some stitches. Definitely. Um, but the good news is, he was okay. And it worked out okay. Now, several things about that particular incident I want to tell you. Number one, uh, it was something the kiddo, you know, didn't do on purpose. <laughs> I mean, necessarily. I mean, he was sliding, but he didn't mean to hit the pylon. Um, and it was not a pretty wound. Um, it was scary looking, okay? It was scary looking. Not a lot of blood, oddly enough, but... It was scary looking, and so he was very afraid. Very afraid. And the kiddos around him, some of them well-meaning friends, are making comments. Oh, man, oh, man. You know, which is really upsetting him. And getting him really agitated. <laughs> so, and I, I just say, so they're well-meaning. But anyway, then words of encouragement for him. Hey, look, you know, looks like it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. All right. Then experts come and take him off. So let's let's talk about spiritual first aid. All right. Spiritual first aid. Someone comes to you. And their heart is absolutely bleeding all over the place because of something that happened. Somebody died that they really care about. And listen, in this world of COVID, everybody knows somebody who lost somebody. And it's been horrific. Um, but you have this loss Okay, somebody lost, uh, something happened in their lives. Maybe they got a medical diagnosis of some kind that, that, that's just really, you know, not so hot. Um, maybe a, a relationship, you know, maybe they got dumped. Maybe they got divorced on. Maybe they found out something. You know, somebody's been untrue. Maybe a relationship. Maybe a job situation. I mean... But, for whatever reason, 
that person has come to you and asked or just shared with you. Maybe not asked, because a lot of times people don't, you know, the kiddo that got hurt, he didn't ask for the first aid, but he was injured, and so I was there. And so it was this kind of, hey, I'm here to kind of help. Sometimes people will share things with you, okay? Not necessarily because they want something from you, but but they're hurting, and they want to share something with you, okay? Now, I'm going to be very, very clear here in that uh, the first thing when someone approaches and they, you know, a friend, maybe stranger, I don't know, you initially have to withhold judgment. All right. Can't be judgmental. Now, why is that? Because right now, you're trying to deal with what's there in front of you. And you may not know everything. And you can't make snap judgments on stuff. Somebody says, well, my wife left me. Well, what did you do to screw that up? You know, I mean, just just acid on the wound, okay? No. You can't be judgmental initially. That doesn't mean that there's not... A right and wrong in that situation. It's the issue is, is initially, that's not what you're supposed to do. Now, it's very important that right here, you understand that I am, uh, I am not a counselor, okay, not a, a clinical psychologist or, or anything of that nature. In that, a lot of times. A lot of times, these are the people they need to get to. Okay? Um, So, it's really important that you listen first. Okay? That is the one thing, I think, the first step in spiritual first aid that is absolutely crucial. You have to close your mouth and talk minimal and let them share. Alright? The next thing is when you're looking at the situation please be realistic. All right? Please be realistic. And by that I mean and this goes with the non-judgmental stuff. Because if someone comes to you and says my husband left me, my wife left me, my child died, I've got a horrible diagnosis. Pat him on the back and saying, "Oh, it's okay." That's not helpful. Um, you can't ignore the reality of the situation, but on the same token, you can't. You you can't. Oh wow, that's horrible. Basically, acknowledge what you're hearing and and express sorrow. I mean, 
at their situation. Just, I, f I feel horrible for you. You know, I'm sorry in that situation. Now, they know you can't do anything about it. But again, it's the listening part. The other thing, and this is the spiritual salve, okay, the spiritual medicine, all right, is this. Pray for that person while they're there. Don't tell them. I mean, you can tell them, hey, I'm going to pray for you. That's cool. That's, that's awesome. But pray for them. See if you can pray for them right then and there. And I'm not saying a 20-minute prayer. I'm just saying, in the name of the Lord Jesus, pray for that person. Lift them up to the living God. Acknowledge their pain. Don't get all judgmental. Dear, dear Lord, I'm sorry this person screwed up. No, no. Just, I'm, I'm sorry the situation is like it is. Lord, you are... You're the all-powerful, all-knowledgeable, great physician. Pray for that person. And continue to pray for that person. And let them know that you will continue to pray for them and put them on your prayer list. I mean, that, when someone who is in agony, all right, and, and it's emotional, spiritual, I mean, you know, everything's kind of, we're a package, right? When you do that, and you lift someone up to the living God in earnest, and, and for crying out loud, I mean, you can read a prayer, that's fine, but do it with sincerity. Please don't just go through some rote thing. You know, God is great. God is good. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this person. Boom. You know, don't do that. Because, I mean, literally, that's just sends a message of, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to get rid of this person. And they're just going to sense that. Okay? When people are in pain, spiritual pain, emotional pain, they sense that stuff. It's emotional. Okay, and when you're emotional, you're emotional. I mean, it's very hypersensitive, and they're listening. All right. Then, after this assurance, okay, <clears throat> you refer to a specialist. Again, an EMT is not a doctor. They know they're not a doctor. They know they're not a paramedic. They're, they know they're not a nurse. They know they're not. They are gifted for a specific purpose to stabilize the patient so they can get to a specialist who knows more. So, be that a, a licensed counselor, be that a pastor, someone who can help this person in their pain who's trained to do it. All right, now, if you just happen to be a licensed counselor, if you just happen to be a pastor, perhaps you can, to a, to a certain extent, go there. But 
If you're not, don't play doctor. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Just like an EMT does not go beyond and should not go beyond their scope of treatment. They, that's why they're specialists. Get them to a specialist. Then ask if you can touch base with them. This is the last thing. Ask if you can touch base with them and do that every other week, every week, every month. Just, just so that you keep track. All right, and people don't think, oh well, he just did it once. He doesn't really care, or she doesn't really care. So let's let's run through a scenario real quick, okay? And I love this story, and you've heard it before, but it's in Matthew, I believe. And no, excuse me, it's in John, John eight. 5 through 10, so this is where uh, a woman was found in adultery. How they figured that out, I don't know. And you never hear about the guy in this situation. I mean, I mean, she was caught in adultery. I mean, she was caught doing it. And so, there was somebody else there. I'm pretty dang sure. So, but you don't hear about that. So, you know, some people suggest there might have been some collusion. Hmm, may have been. It's awful fishy, but still. So they come to Jesus with this person, probably wrapped in a blanket, and they say, now, in the law of Moses, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? And they're talking to Jesus. This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. But Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as he continued to ask, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you throw the first stone at her. And then at once he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up, and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she said, No one, Lord. And he said, Neither do I condemn you. Go. And from now on, sin no more. Now, there are some questions, according to manuscripts and so forth. Is this story actually in there. Personally, I believe it was. I absolutely believe it was. And this is very much like Jesus. Jesus, if you notice, didn't give her a pass. He said, oh, well, you, you got tricked into this poor lady. Uh, man, I'm so sorry. These guys are really jerks. Uh... You know, so it's really not your fault. Just go and, you know, fix your stuff up and everything's cool. He didn't say that. What he did was, he said, okay, these people that wanted to kill you, where'd they go? And 
and they were con they were the ones condemning him. Now, does that mean Jesus is giving her a pass on her sin? No. But if you'll notice, Jesus doesn't go on a tirade as to what she did. Well, here's how you screwed up. You screwed up by doing blah, 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 blah. No, he, he, he just says this. He says, look, I don't, I don't condemn you. But go and from now on, stop your sinning. This stuff that you're doing, stop it. It's not good for you. Now, the reason I bring that up is because if somebody comes to you and says, I cheated on my wife and she's divorcing me, you can't go, oh, gee, well, well, it was just all a misunderstanding. Well, no. I mean, now, same token, you, you, they know they screwed up. Or they should. But a lot of times we rationalize stuff. Well, you know, she never paid attention to me and blah, blah, blah. And then because, because of that, I just felt like I was justified to dumb it. Well, no. Look, sin is sin. And you can't give a pass. But the same token, you don't go on a tirade. You call it like it is. Yeah, that was, that was a massive mistake. And something that obviously God wouldn't have you do. But what do we do now? You know, where do we go from here? That's really what Jesus is getting at. Where do you go from here? Let me tell you this. First place is if you have somebody who's a non-believer coming to you, first place they need to go is to Jesus. Go to the cross. Because that's where the help comes from. That's where the healing comes from. The great physician, Jesus, the Messiah, is the source of life and healing. Is the source of life and healing. That's where you go. If you're a believer, then you need to go to 1 John 1, nine, where he says, John says, If we confess our sins, he, who's he, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, yes, God will forgive our sin if we ask Him. Now, let me th throw a little curveball in this, because look, there are physical consequences to some sins. If you do a mental sin and you're thinking bad thoughts and you ask God's forgiveness, that's one thing. If you go and you bang somebody in the head with a baseball bat and say, oh gosh, I repent, you know, I'm sorry, you know, and then you try to make it right, well, they still got an injury in their head. So, you know, there's some ramifications for physical sin. You might be able to get, you know, well, in fact... God can forgive someone for adultery, but you still may have to deal with a divorce. Somebody, you know, now that can, you know, I'm not saying that can't be reconciled, but here's what I'm saying. It can happen. There are consequences to sin. So, the first aid, let me go over that one more time. 
try to hold you know withhold your judgment call it like it is pray for that person get them to a specialist and be a supportive person And that means that if they don't know Jesus, they need to know Jesus. They need the gospel. Because they they really, I mean, Jesus is where the healing is. Jesus is where the forgiveness is. Jesus is where the start and the finish is. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's first and the last. So, And if they are a believer, 1 John 1, 9. And then, God's message, just like Jesus is to, to the lady... Stop sinning. Stop it. Because it messes your life up. And it causes problems. Now, gee, that would be great if we could all just quit doing that. Unfortunately, you have to work through that process. But you can do it. So, with that thought in mind, I want to encourage you. And, always, keep on... Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth.